the sports dance. Hey everyone, and welcome to the sports dance. I'm your host, Greg, and with me, he's the candidate of my choosing, my VP or co-P, I guess you could say, since we're, you know, we're co-hosts. It's Paul, everybody. Paul, I'm, how you doing? I think I'm the sidekick, and I, I'm good with that. I like being a sidekick. All right, so you're, you're, the, the, v- you're, the, you're the Joe man. You're All right, the, so you're, you're the, the VP. Man. <laughs> well, listen, if for any reason you can't do the show, we're not doing the show. <laughs> so you want you want to take my powers from me? I wouldn't even know how to record this thing. I'd be talking into my old reel-to-reel telephone answering machine. Hello, yeah. is this thing on? You'd have the eight-track going and be like, um, I think I did this right. I have an eight-track of Linda Ronstadt. I'm, I, who? I was going to say, I can't even try to pretend I know who that is. Any, any, I was going to give me at least a title of a song. Um, um, Blue Bayou. I'm Blue Bayou. Anyway, I sang it poorly because I don't want to have any copyright infringement. Don't need, yeah, don't need us getting sued for 10 seconds of fun. <laughs> but yes, last life. As we record this, it is election night. We have no idea who's won, who hasn't. So we're not going to talk about it. Because you're not here. We're here to distract you from the chaos you might be dealing with today, post-election day. So, Paul? It's kind of a freaky day out there. Yeah. It's been a weird day. I'm driving home. I give myself plenty of time. I get off the highway. I'm coming up that very scenic route towards my house. And I can't get up the road because for a mile in each direction, there's cars all over the place trying to vote at the fire station that's about the size of a fire truck. I don't know where they yeah. all stood. I don't know crazy. either. Yeah, no, it's been crazy all over the place. So places are boarded up, places are ready for anything to happen tonight or last night if you're because you're going to be listening to this on Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. So we'll see. I don't understand how we're boarding things up and we think that it's gonna stop anything. Dear God, it's crazy. Yeah, I know. Well, it's been it's definitely been an interesting an election interesting election cycle, to say the very least. And it'll finally kind of be done. Who knows? We don't know. Could be days before technically the winner is declared. One thing we do know, Paul, the NFL trade deadline had a hard end stop time of four o'clock Eastern on Tuesday. And what happened? What were the big moves? Did, did you hear is the chirping? I, is this when I pushed the crickets button? I was going to say, did you hear the chirping of the crickets? Because oh abs- absolutely was, nothing happened. It was sad. If you look around the league, there's not a lot of give-ups because there's a lot of people not playing already, and I don't know. Well, not only it, that. The right out there. Not only that, you have teams asking for the moon for guys such as the big thing was still – Stephen Gilmore did not play this weekend for the Patriots. Most people thought it's probably because he's going to get traded and they don't want him to get hurt while they're working on deals. He ended up not getting traded because the Patriots were asking for a first rounder and a player to be included back in a deal for him, which seems like highway robbery considering the fact that you would have him for 
your final eight to nine games of the regular season? Like, well, that doesn't seem right. A contender, right? Yeah. What? What's the sense? Like, it, so he was a big name that didn't go anywhere. The other big name that was a possibility was the Packers were trying to get Will Fuller from the Texans. And apparently if they wanted him, it was ha- had to be in the offseason when Bill O'Brien was making all the deals because the Texans did not budge. They couldn't come to an agreement. In the offseason, they could have probably gotten him for a bag of hot Cheetos and a 10th day pick, which doesn't exist, but they wouldn't know that at the time because Bill O'Brien was making those type of deals. But the Packers failed to get Aaron Rodgers another big receiver to go with Devontae Adams. So we'll see how they do. One thing has been very steady about the Packers, though. They just don't like getting Aaron Rodgers any sort of help on the offensive side of the ball for him to throw to. I guess the only people that are happy are those who have Devontae on their fantasy team. Yeah, probably. The only notable trades, uh, you had Quan Alexander from the San Francisco 49ers get traded to the Saints, so that helps their defense. And the only other moves that kind of made any sort of noise was Isaiah Ford, who is a wide receiver, went to the needy Patriots who need a wide receiver for a conditional sixth-round pick in 2022. So clearly this guy is talented. He must be all that in a bag of chips. So Yeah, it was a really – it was a dull de- trade deadline. Teams needed stuff, but nobody, I think, was willing to make that big move that might – impact their franchise future with draft picks. So do you think they're just hanging on to every string they have because they don't know what the season's going to bring this year and they don't know what the season's going to bring next year. And I don't know, maybe it was, it's a weird, it's weird because especially with COVID like you, I guess your thought is, well, what if I trade for the guy? Like what if the Packers traded for Will Fuller and yeah, injuries is one thing, but what if he gets COVID and takes out half my team with him? Because as we saw with the Packers as of this week, Aaron Jones isn't healthy. He may not play Thursday night in general, but their backup, Jamal Williams, is now ruled out indefinitely for the game because he was a high-risk close contact for A.J. Dillon, who did test positive in the running back room, along with one other linebacker for the team. So they are down potentially to their fourth and fifth string running backs, all because of COVID. So I guess you'd have that to consider. So a lot of new factors in play, but overall, very, very boring trade deadline. Like people were just craving something, anything, I think, especially today or yesterday, when obviously when you're listening, election day, to kind of just take away the, the sports world and make a distraction, at least for an hour or two to discuss something that wasn't the election at hand. Because frankly, until polls close, they're just blabbing about nothing, right? Exactly. And people are worried about it, I guess. And that's, that's you're right. A distraction is a good thing. It I is. look at the Patriots and I think it's kind of like the violinist as the Titanic's going down. <laughs> Let's just play. Really, though? I mean, you guys also, I mean, you guys had a chance. You could have beaten Buffalo, but Cam fumbled it away. Oh, my God. Turnover King. No, that goes, that's Carson Wentz. Yeah. By the way, I do believe you could have put Tom Brady in that lineup and had a very similar, if not worse, outcome. There's just nothing on that offense. Nothing. No, zero. There's, there's zero on it. I mean, 
essentially that's what Brady was dealing with last year. And it's kind of why he left because the Patriots seem to not be willing to make any moves to improve that in any way. Yes. They got Antonio Brown last year and he had these issues. So then Tom leaves and gets him in Tampa Bay. So it's fine. But I'm terrific because he's on fire. He is. I mean, it was a bit of a close little, call. Yeah, yeah. He had that third quarter thing, the, the third, fourth down. Hey, you know what? It happens. I mean, they also almost, they almost had issues with the giants last night, which I think we will talk about shortly. But first, the other thing to talk about besides the trade deadline, we live in Massachusetts. So everything's Patriots. You're a Patriots fan. I'm an Eagles fan. So I despise hearing Patriots news, but some news that made me kind of chuckle was Bill Belichick, who is Mr. Conservative, doesn't talk a lot, doesn't really give big answers. This week, all of a sudden, opened up and he's like, yeah, you know, the cap space is why we don't have a lot of depth for the team. And then he doubled down and went on NFL Network and was like, yeah, you know, listen, we, we w- swung for the fences and we won three Super Bowls. We made four appearances in the past few years. Like, we went for it. We sold out, essentially. And that's why... Partly, we don't have the talent that we are used to having this year. As a Patriots fan, what is your reaction to that? My reaction is, guys played 20 years and you don't have a plan. There's no secession plan. How is that? You're going to give it to a brand new guy who clearly sucks. Um, there, there There was no plan. And then Gronk leaves. Okay. Where are you going to find somebody that's six foot five and can drag seven people down the field and score a touchdown if you can get the ball in his hands? Nothing. Zero. The last 12 people that left the team, oh, that's all right. We got somebody that we're working with. Nothing. Zero. Not a thing. No new yeah. faces. Yeah, the new faces all went to Tampa Bay. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I definitely think Patriot fans in general, like I get Bill saying, listen, We've won a bunch of Super Bowls. Like, you can't be that angry. I guess Bill fails to realize everybody likes to live in the present and judge currently on the present. We get it. It's nice what happened in the past. And yes, no fan is ever satisfied. You could win the past 10 Super Bowls and people would still be like, all right, but what happened this year? Like, what's going on? Well, they would have been. What? We only made the playoffs? We didn't make it to the division final? We didn't make it to the Super Bowl? We didn't make it to the AFC Championship, like all that. Yeah. You expect it. The past 20 years, it's become expected. And that's the issue. And yes, Patriot fans are going to kind of have to get used to being a normal football team fan where your team isn't great every single year. And when you make the playoffs, it's special. And if you make it to the next round, it's even better. And it's a fun run. Like that's what Rams fans and Falcons fans and all those fans have experienced the past few years where the Patriots have crushed their spirits in the end, like they do to so many teams. But for Bill to come out, it's he's saying he's not making excuses. And I guess to an extent, he's not. He's being honest. Their cap space is weird because they're still paying Brady money. They're still paying Guskowski money. And other guys that are off the book, I think it was like $26 million this year being paid to guys that aren't even on the team. But still, there are plenty of teams who are strapped for cash, such as the Kansas City Chiefs, who I think at one point it said their cap space was a dollar. Like that's what they had left. And somehow they've gone out and signed Le'Veon Bell and all these other guys for cheap money, but they're guys that can contribute. The Patriots do not have those guys. If you go over that cap, 
it, there's just a massive tax, right? Yeah, I think so. I forget you exactly how the NFL. I forget how the NFL's works, but yeah, I think you can go over and you just pay a tax because you went over. But in general, he's like, we paid a million to our quarterback, so obviously you can see how strapped we are for cash. Well, Bill, I get it, I understand, but also there's this thing called the draft. It happens every year. You tend to not take first round picks who are five year controlled players for a set price now compared to what they used to be. Usually you find some talent in there over a few years. You could have taken wide receivers. You could have taken tight ends that you work and develop into star players. DK Metcalf was taken in the second round. He's a star for the Seahawks. You have guys like this past year, Jalen Rieger, who's looked good in the few games he's played. CeeDee Lamb. Guys you could go and try to get to build your team's offense. But instead, he goes after defensive players. He His first pick this year was a safety from like division two or three. So he tries to – Bill's thing is he's he, he's very smart, yes, but he tries to almost be too cocky and smart with how he makes moves and thinks he can just outwit teams. But there comes a point where talent needs to be actually there and waiting, and they, don't, they just never did that. They never made a contingency plan after they got rid of Jimmy G and um, Jacoby Brissett. Like they never – Stidham was not the backup plan. Stidham was so, a, we're just taking a random guy. And I think Tom Brady played too long. I think Tom screwed up Bill's timing. But that's and, not, there has been guys in the past few drafts that you could take and developed over the next past two, three years where you know Tom's probably leaving in that time span. And if he doesn't, you still have a decent backup that you're still working and he's still learning. Like there have been guys that you can take in the second and third round and become those players like that's that's how i view it and you never made some sort of plan or even tried to fill in the role of gronk like at one point the patriots had aaron hernandez and gronkowski and they were a lethal duo now their tight ends aren't even involved in the passing game like at all it's a bad news situation and you're right lethal situation i see what you did there but anyway i think it's almost like a give up and you know he hasn't, but dear God, could it get worse? Oh, yeah, it's going to get worse. If you guys lose to the Jets, I'd laugh. I mean, at this point, keep trying to lose. Get a top draft pick because guess what? You can turn a top 10 pick into two first-round picks by trading back, which is what Bill loves to do. But still, you could get two talented guys in a first round. And Bill so, does not seem to want to like ever do that, and I don't get it. So we know who the talent is, even though they're having some teams aren't playing, some divisions aren't playing in college, and I get all that. But they already know who the talent is, watching them for the previous two or three years. So yeah, they can they can he could certainly get something, but you know he'll probably pick a bench warmer. Even in free agency, guy. though, there's definitely guys they could have gotten for two or three million dollars that would have been better than just having Edelman and Nikhil Harry as your two top wide receivers like there were definitely people to go and get and the Patriots didn't wide receiver in the league yeah like it's just I don't get it it's I figured I'd ask the Patriot fan because as even an outsider it's kind of frustrating to hear that type of answer because I as an Eagles fan know what our cap space is and it's not good and next year we're probably in cap space hell but 
The GM always makes weird deals, works things out and figures out ways to try to bring in as much talent as he can and depth as he can to make sure if injuries occur, you don't have a huge drop off, hopefully in talent. Well, I, uh, I hope Mr. Kraft and Mr. Belichick are circling the wagons and figuring out what the heck's going on. Cause I hope that relationship isn't imploding. I, need I to get can't imagine. I can't imagine it's imploding, but Paul, I will tell you there is hope for the Patriots and their playoff chances because it came out today that the NFL, no, <laughs> the NFL is proposing a potential 16 team playoff scenario if games need to be canceled due to COVID. And that way, instead of trying to make up games, they extend, extend the playoff essentially period to an extra, I think it would be four teams now and make it 16 teams that make the playoffs. So I think it's the top two division winners, top two teams in each division make it is how essentially it would be. I want to know what your thoughts are on that idea of the top two teams in each division, essentially I think is what it's breaking down to. If this has to happen, making the playoffs and it being an expanded 16 team playoffs, essentially. So half the league. As this thing expands, and clearly it is, um, if it has to, that's a great way to do it, right? They did the same thing in hockey, right? They expanded that and, and came up with that scenario. You have to do something. And if that's what they come up with and everybody agrees, move on. I have no problem with that. See, I my issue. Awful. It would be awful if a dog got in and won. Well, yeah, that's the chance. That's the risk you take. It's essentially football, right? Because football's a one and done. Yeah, I'm trying to remember the worst team that won a Super Bowl or something. It may have been the Steelers or the Giants were like 500 and they made a run. I forget. It was something like that. But in general, I don't like the 16-team playoff scenario because, honestly, the NFC East doesn't deserve to have two teams in there. It's just That's just a fact. When the leader is 3-4-1, and one, that's – Refer to it as the dumpster. It's the NFC least is really the proper name, but teams like that. Plus they've already expanded it. They're adding an extra team. I believe it's two wild, three wild cards or something, whatever it is. Now they've already expanded the playoffs for this season. You don't need to expand it even more. I get it's more money, but it's really not because you're just making up for games that weren't played potentially. I think in the long run, yeah, you're right, but you got to get that you know the TV income back. There's always going to be Toyota it's, commercial. It's a 14 Someday. team playoff. What what's the point of adding two more teams? You might as well it's just 14 teams, yeah, because then the first number one seed then doesn't even get a buy. It sounds like the NHL. Every team but six make the playoffs. Yeah, but like think about <laughs> it this way: the whole the whole thing was okay. Now second seed has to play in the first few weeks. And the one seed gets a buy. Now you're saying nobody gets a buy because some teams had COVID issues. That doesn't seem right. The one seed's supposed you, to get the one seed to earn that bye week to get the rest that they've worked so hard to try to get. Yep. What if your team had no COVID issues and you don't get a bye week? That stinks. Yeah, that's what I mean. So I don't. I think it's kind of ridiculous. I think keep it up 14. You don't need the two extra teams, honestly. It makes no sense to do it. You've already expanded it. It's already that expanded. Be, that would be the commissioner playing puppeteer. 
I guess. I think we've talked about that. Yeah, like I, it's it's a weird move to me. But enough with that. Let's move into our must-watch, don't watch, and lock it in. But before we do, Paul, let me just say this. As I said last week, Prime Day already happened. We're in November. That means Black Friday is right around the corner. And most people we already know are going to do their shopping online. If you're doing it at Amazon, make sure you go through 12OnSportsNetwork.com slash Amazon. It helps the network out. It costs you nothing. It's free for you to do. All it does is help us. We get a piece of the transaction money given back to us. Commission helps the network grow. helps you feel better about helping a small sports network like us that's up and coming and growing. Again, that's 12OunceSportsNetwork.com slash Amazon. If you do any of your shopping there, make sure you do it through us. Again, cost you nothing, means the world to us. Now let's do our must-watch, don't-watch, and locks for the week, Paul. Paul, we will recap last week. We'll get through that stuff quickly. So we will start with, what was your must-watch last week? I went the easy way. Um a no-brainer for the watch, and it was the undefeated Steelers against the Ravens. AFC North supremacy was on the line, and the rejuvenated Steelers come in, take down the reigning MVP, Lamar Jackson, made him look human. Congratulations to Mike Tomlin. 140 wins for, by an African-American coach, passing Tony Dungy's 139, so congratulations to Mike. Or as... Um, most people think he's uh, the actor, Mr. Epps, and he looks just like him. He runs across the field. I still say, hey, that's the guy from uh, House. <laughs> well, House, yeah. That, yeah. I, can, I can never remember the show, and I can't remember his first name. It's Omar Epps that you're thinking of, and Omar. yes, he, he very much does resemble he Omar Epps. I remember when he first came to the league, I think a lot of people were like, wait, did they, did they hire the actor Omar Epps as their coach? Like, what's going on here? He's acting like a coach. <laughs> He's doing a great job. Uh, no, this is definitely a must-watch game. Like you said, Steelers-Ravens, always a good game, especially because Harbaugh and Tomlin have such a big history of facing off against each other. They've both been there for years. And the Steelers essentially dominated the game. Lamar Jackson didn't look his best. So, yeah, it was definitely a must-watch. My must-watch from last week was the debut of Tua Time in Miami. They won 28-17. Honestly, it wasn't because of Tua. It was because the Rams, Jared Goff overturned the ball, two interceptions, two fumbles. Uh, The defense had – special teams defense had two touchdowns on the day. Tua was only 12 of 22 for 93 yards and one touchdown. So it wasn't like he lit it up. But he did enough. He didn't turn the ball over. And, I mean, if you're a Miami fan and it was must-watch, I mean, it was kind of a boring game otherwise. But you were watching because you wanted to see what Tua did. He was introduced to the NFL very quickly, though, by Aaron Donald on the first dropback of his career, slamming him into the ground and strip sacking him. Surprise. This right? is the big time. <laughs> As, yeah, uh, that was very much true. I, I could imagine something like that was muttered, but maybe not. I don't want to put you words. on the spot, but how in God's name do you? I'm staring at his name. Can't say his last name to save my life. Well, and I'm pretty good. I, I watch college football and all they do is talk about them. I, it's just, it's one of those names where you look at it and that's not what they're saying. So I, I gave up. Well, it's like Giannis Antetokounmpo's name. You have to hear it enough times because if you look at it, you'll have no idea. Yep. Got to practice. Cause I, I looked and I said, 
Nope. <laughs> two a time. I remember you saying it's two a time. Yep. All right. And, then and that's this, why. I yeah, I know. It's one of those things. You got to just practice. It's okay. We'll work on it. Just like we're going to work on your Twitter game. I don't know if I need to tweet anymore. I think I think all you need to do is tweet. All right, Paul, my don't watch, I will start off, was the Colts versus Lions. High scoring game. It was 41-21 in the Colts' favor. But overall, not a game anybody, unless you're a Lions fan, needed to watch because Lions fans just watched it to complain, which, I mean, yes, they had some rights to, and it's always everybody versus Detroit. But in general, it just wasn't a, it wasn't a pretty game for Detroit. Colts, 5-2. and two. The only thing I got to say was disappointing about this game was my fantasy running back, Jonathan Taylor, was like the only player on the Colts that did not get a touchdown score. So that kind of stunk for me. Well, you know what's funny? Everybody relates every one of these games to their fantasy teams. And you've got about, what, a dozen of them anyway. Yeah, so I have like everybody's, everybody on the team is somehow impacting me. I got taken down this week, Greg. I was very disappointed. It's okay. I think I'm tied for first with you now, so haha. Oh, boy, I'm telling you. I just... It's okay. Just get to your don't watch of the week. What was your don't watch? Um, So my don't watch, I keep picking on them, but the New Jersey Jets and the Chiefs, we knew where it was going, right? Yes. The team that's vying for the number one draft pick loses. Everybody knew it. Why watch it? However, do you think I'm a little nervous about this Monday night? Just a little bit? (laughs) Yes, the Jets versus Patriots. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm like... Oh, those ratings are going to be, those ratings are going to be awful. (laughs) Cheap as crow. Jeepers crow. All right, Paul, last, it was last week's lock that you had. Did it work out for you or did it not? So I took the charges at three and a half over the Broncos. I'm covering the three and a half. And, and guess what? What? I was right there. I was right there. Justin Herbert looked like a stud rookie quarterback having a great game. Then the last few seconds of the game happen, and the Broncos take the win. Yeah, the Chargers and the Falcons are literally the same team, just in the different conferences. They both lose heartbreaking games at the end and find some way to lose. The, I mean, the Chargers were in full control. They're up, I think, 24, like seven at one point. Couldn't close it out. You've had a few tough losses this year for your locks. Yeah, um, and, and I – it really, it was, it was unfortunate. I'm watching the game and I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. Uh, my lock though, for me, worked out quite nicely. I had the Eagles at seven and a half against Dallas. And while Carson Wentz was a pile of garbage that wasn't even steaming, it was like literally an asteroid slammed into him, throwing two interceptions and having two fumbles because, you know, that's my quarterback. They still managed to whoop the Cowboys because their defense stepped up. And covered the spread for me. So thanks to the Eagles for that. My lock worked. Let's see if I can keep it rolling, though. And we're going to move to this week's picks. This is week nine we're going to be talking about. Paul, we always do the locks last. So let's start. What is your must-watch game for this week? Well, even though the Saints and the Bucks, the Breeze versus Brady, um, is everybody's obvious must-watch, mm-hmm. that's not my must-watch. I'm going with the Seahawks and the Bills, two quarterbacks that are very mobile on the field. Team is all about the pass, Seattle, and the other team's all about the the run. So is it going to be by land or is it going to be by air? Who's going to win this thing? 
Yeah, no, I like that pick. Uh, DK Metcalf and Lockett have been lighting it up, and Seahawks have basically no run game right now because all the running backs keep getting hurt. DJ Dallas did step in nicely, but overall they have become a much more passing-heavy team than they used to be in the past. And the Bills rely on their legs on the ground. Yes, they have Stephon Diggs, but Josh Allen and Singletary and Moss are running all over the place, looking good. So it's a good game. They had a bounce-back game against the Patriots, which they squeaked out, but it was a confidence boost because the Bills never beat the Patriots. Like, seriously, I, the last win they had in their home stadium. Is it 6 and Something like that. It was something crazy. Yeah. The last time the Bills won in Buffalo against the Patriots was like 2012 or so, some crazy long time ago, which is sad. But my must-watch ball, I took the obvious choice, the Bucks versus Saints. Because it is Breeze, it is Brady, it's the NFC South top teams, two teams that have looked very good. Breeze, we know, won the first round. I'm thinking Brady might win this round because Antonio Brown returns, and that's the other reason to watch this game. Bruzarian said he could play 10 plays, he could play 30 plays. He's not going to play 60-something plays at least because it's his first game back, but he's back. Let's see if the craziness happens. Let's see what happens. Before the end of the game. I don't know. But Gronk has been looking like Gronk lately. Mike oh Evans, God. he's had three straight games with touchdowns. Like he's, It's amazing. He's looking good. He's looking healthier. So I'm going with the obvious pick. Bucks Saints, Sunday Night Football. Yeah, how can you not? I get they struggled a little bit against the Giants, but I still like it. So don't watch for me is a repeat. We have the New Jersey Giants. Versus the Washington football team. Yep. Don't watch it. Don't watch it. Go rake leaves. Go watch grass grow. Go, I don't know. Paint Do dry. anything. Yeah, anything. The NFC East. Just honestly, if any team is playing from the NFC East, you should not watch, which is why my don't watch is the Steelers versus Cowboys, because we already know the undefeated Steelers are going to stay undefeated because nobody's beating Ben DiNucci or Cooper Rush, or there's some other guy they might be throwing, Gab, Gabby Gib, Gilbert, I don't know. I don't even know. But Andy Dalton's on the COVID list now. The Cowboys look lifeless. It's Ezekiel Elliott looks like he wants to just get fed. Uh, I can't even think of it. Tryptophan and maybe to sleep through Thanksgiving and have some turkey. Like It's not good, so don't watch it. <laughs> That's a... Uh... Very good, very good synopsis, I guess. Yeah, thank you. You love that, right? Yeah. You love that whole Dallas thing going on. Yeah, it's been fantastic. I'm not going to lie. All right, Paul, what? the locks of the week. What do you got for me? So Texans, six and a half to cover on the road against the Jaguars. Both teams are struggling to achieve their one and six in the basement of the league, AFC South. By the way, they're not in the basement. You ever see that little tube in the corner of the basement that has the sump pump in it? They're yep. down there. <laughs> they are down there. Kind of that muck. You think it's poop, but it's muck. That's where they are. Anyway, the Texans knocked off Jacksonville 30-14 to 14, three weeks back. They're going to win. They're going to come back. They're going to have a good performance. That's but Yeah, you need this. You, you've, been, you've been uh, up and down the past few weeks, so this, this is a must-win for you, I feel like. For your I have to get this lock. I have to. 
All right, my lock for the week is I'm taking the Bears outright win against the Tennessee Titans. Titans are favored, I think, by three and a half right now against the Bears. Bears have looked fantastic. Bears have also looked awful. They just barely lost to New Orleans the other night. They took them to overtime. So I think they've been struggling lately. I think they get their feet under them. The Tennessee Titans kind of have regressed since that big win against the Bills. So I think the Bears take this one. And I think they take it out right, and that is my lock. It's a risky lock, I'm go- but I'm trusting Big Dick Nick. Ugh. I know you love that nickname. That's a terrible nickname. It's a fantastic nickname if you're him. Speaking of fantastic right. ball, take our locks, because football is basically back in full swing now. And if you want to support the 12-ounce sports team, there's an easy way to get in on the action. 12-ounce sports is going to hook you up with a crazy deal when you sign up and make your first deposit on mybookie.ag. When you make that first deposit on mybookie.ag, they'll match your first deposit up to $1,000 when you punch in the promo code 12OUNCESPORTS. That's 12OZ Sports, all caps, no spaces. When signing up on mybookie, you get your deposit matched up to $1,000. Don't forget that. And remember, always gamble responsibly and trust our lock picks most of the time. Yeah, they're getting sketchy on me, though. I know, but I, I, I really like my Eagles pick. Besides that, Paul... We're done with the NFL for this week. Let's move on. Some quick things to touch on in all the other leagues. First, the MLB, Rob Manfred came out today. He was like, I like the fact that we had a neutral site World Series. Maybe we'll do that in the future. Do you think having a neutral site World Series is a good idea or a bad idea? Well, generally, the average fan doesn't get to go to the game anyway because the tickets are a bajillion dollars. They get a shot at it, right? Season tickets get a shot at it. But I don't mind a neutral stadium. I don't mind that at all. See, I'm the opposite. I think if you're a team that has worked your way to the World Series, you want as many possibility of your home fans at the game as possible. If you are a team like the Red Sox or the Angels or some teams on each coast and the World Series is in a neutral site in Texas or somewhere in the middle there, it's going to cost you a boatload of money to get tickets and go see your team. Whereas at least if it's in your city, you might be able to scrounge up enough money to get the nosebleed seats, but you won't care because it's the World Series. And there are places such as Kansas City and Tampa Bay, except obviously for the years like this, where you don't always get a World Series appearance. So the chance that your fans get a chance to go and give you support in this potentially once in a lifetime thing shouldn't be taken away. I don't think it should be moved to a neutral site because I also think it takes kind of some of that aura away of the game because yeah, there was fans at this one and decent, like they allowed a decent number in, but it still wasn't as exciting as like if the stadium was packed full of Dodgers fans or Tampa Bay fans, which I don't really know if you'd actually get true Tampa Bay fans, but I think there's something to be said about actual home field advantage things like that for basketball, baseball, and hockey, where they have their championship series played at both teams' home stadiums, at least at some point. Like, can you imagine watching a neutral site Stanley Cup? Do three out of five and extend the season. Yeah. Late July. But could you imagine a Stanley Cup neutral site? Like, you're not going to have the energy that Boston had when they were in it and St. Louis had. It's going to be like a mix of, meh. So let's pretend it's going to be played in 
Arizona. You can play every day because there's no travel. Yeah, well, that's essentially kind of what they did in this one. I, I I see where you're going with that, you know, the home field. I also don't mind if the World Series takes two full weeks to play because you're traveling and there's a day off here and there. I don't care about that. No. But really... Football takes two weeks off to play one game. Right. Two weeks of media, like taking a day off, then you can digest the games that you've seen and go over what has to be done in the next game. It gives fans a time to kind of take it in if you're watching it closely. But also I think just the home field, there's a reason teams fight for home field advantage and for all that. And it means supposed to mean something to take it away at the end when it's the biggest game of your career, Super Bowl football. Yes. And no, I think home field plays a certain advantage, but not as much as I feel like in the other sports, for some reason, I feel like hockey being right. Fans are right on top of you. Basketball, they're kind of right on top and baseball, or football, they're all kind of pushed back. They're up high. And down, right? Unless Why it's can't like three. I don't know. But in general, even with like football, I get it. You play in months where there's a lot of snow. So having a Super Bowl in a blizzard doesn't necessarily work. I understand that part where you need to have hot weather or dome Super Bowl sites. But for all these other sports, you don't need that. Except for like basketball and hockey, obviously you do, but you're not doing neutral sites for those because essentially you got neutral sites this year. And even without fans, that's kind of what it would feel like. Well, they had the like home neutral. in and then the away team. Then no, but that's what I mean. But like, I feel like in general, the feel of the games didn't have the energy that you're used to with the crowd being there. But I feel like neutral sites for those would kind of have those feels anyway, where it's not as amped up. So taking that one step further, that's that would be minimizing and 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 I don't know. Baseball has a has an identity crisis. Yes, and that might hurt it. That might hurt yeah. it. I don't think yeah. it's a smart so move, especially now. The Yankees go a lot. The you know, there are teams that are never going, and they're yeah. never going to have the field advantage. But so what? Well, yeah, that's what I said actually in a tweet when I saw it. I said, unless the neutral field site is Pittsburgh where the Pirates play, because let's be honest, they're never making it there. If the neutral site's at a stadium, if that team makes it, they have that's the home field advantage. Like, this is that is that really that fair? It's not. It would have to be plan B if somebody makes it. But you can't even do that because you got to get everything prepped ahead of time. Hotels, you start doing all your prepping once your teams are in like the championship series. So, to be like, oh, hey, by the way, know this other stadium that hasn't been used now in a few weeks. Let's get that amped up for the World Series. So, that's how I feel about it. Besides that, though, some other baseball news. Two quick things, both involving money. The first being Honus Wagner, whose baseball cards are always huge sellers because there's like 10 that are of a certain degree of perfection or a good condition and they sell for millions all the time his rookie card just sold for 1.4 million dollars paul are you dropping 1.4 million dollars on a honus wagner rookie card i wouldn't drop 1.4 million dollars on every baseball card on the planet <laughs> yeah no i agree uh it seems like a ridiculous <laughs> i'm i'm, I'm an older man 
<laughs> I have tons of baseball cards that I need to go through, and I'm pretty sure I could have one worth $100,000, and I wouldn't know. I would have no idea. Nobody likes to look at baseball cards now, and if you take them somewhere for them to give you a value, they're like, okay, it's going to cost you like $100 for me to even look through these. You're going to probably have less than that in value. <laughs> Unless you sit there and inventory them all ahead of time. Yeah, unless I'm checking eBay for every single one and have a general idea, which who has the time for that? Definitely not. I don't need all cards to it, trust me. (laughs) But besides that, the other cool thing for the MLB this week was John Lester's career with the Cubs is probably over. Uh, But to make one last, look how good of a guy I am type move, which he is, he decided to buy a round of beers for all his Chicago Cubs fans. He shelled out $47,000 to, I think, like five different bar locations. Yes, I know we're in a pandemic, but still, it was a nice move. Uh, If you're a Cubs fan, a beer was bought for you on behalf of John Lester. Kind of a cool move, leaving the city, most likely, as uh, tip of the cap. Thanks for the memories, and glad I could help you win a World Series. And here's your last beer, because you're going to die of COVID. (laughs) Maybe not that. I know he meant well. (laughs) Maybe do it next year. Maybe. I, I mean, I get the timing is not the greatest, but still, I owe you it's the beer. thought. It's the <laughs> thought. And here's a Kleenex so you can cough up a lung. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Paul. Uh, but yes, so I, I have to assume you agree it's a nice move. It is. John Lester was a class act anyway. Yeah, I'm I just very think. mad the Red Sox got rid of him still. Yeah. Or let him walk or whatever they did. Shouldn't have happened. Always past that. He might come back. We don't know. Who knows? We I, I would take him in a heartbeat. All right. Besides well, that. This year, what? I take the second string pitcher from the middle school up the street. Yeah, that's very true. All right. Besides that, Paul, last thing to touch on, some NBA stuff, because I was going to talk about Trevor Lawrence, the fact that he's going to be on the sideline but not playing for Clemson because of his COVID positive test that he got, and he had to wait 10 days to play. But all I was really going to say is, man, that gives Notre Dame a great shot to take down number one Clemson. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was about it. <laughs> so that was my college yeah. football news. Jishon, the, uh, Just have a scroller the- for this part of the show when it goes on Zingo TV. This section has been redacted due to the fact that Greg was just going to say, go Notre Dame over Clemson. That's about it. The last thing, though, is the NBA is trying to get a plan in place where they play a 72-game season instead of their normal 82, but it starts before Christmas. December 22nd is the goal date, mainly because apparently on the line, by if they push it back nine days and start in the new year, they are potentially going to lose out on 500 to $1 billion. So they would lose out between $500 million to $1 billion of revenue if they don't start this year before Christmas. Thoughts on that? I don't know how that revenue build is happening. I don't know. TV deals and things like that, I think, play a part. Well, I'm also thinking tax year. There's going to be some tax advantages for the players. Any kind of bonus money that's paid out will be in a previous year. I don't know. I, I, there's got to be there's got to be a lot of reasons. I, I'm not that intelligent to to make a, a comment, but you're going to start two to three days before Christmas, but they play on Christmas anyway, so. Well, that's, I think, part of the big money deal stuff, too, because it's a huge money day for them also because they're the only sport. Usually. And they're the only TV. Yeah. 
So I get it. I get the whole money thing. I get also the players are pushing back because of like, it's too soon of a turnaround. We don't like it. All this stuff. Here's what I say. If it's not going to be in a bubble, if it's not a bubble situation we're dealing with, maybe except maybe the playoffs should make a bubble. I don't know. But if they're not doing that whole situation where they're in bubbles and they're actually just like traveling, suck it up. You're getting paid millions. You've had a few months off. You'll be fine. Take your precautions though that you're supposed to because guess what? That $500 million to $1 billion revenue loss affects you in the future for cap space and your potential to earn more. Well, I'm not saying shut up and dribble. I'm not saying any of that. I'm saying look at it from your end financially. This is probably a better move. You're starting essentially two weeks earlier than you might want to. So what? It's for the good of the league. It's yeah, it's it's for the good of everybody. If you're not in a bubble, if you're in if they have to go into a bubble, I get it. That's one thing. But if they're not what's what's really the big deal you everybody agree with their coaches i get a night off here and there blah yada 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 where would a bubble be this time around because if disney opens espn i don't know yeah that's i don't know but i guess we we cross that bridge when we get to it we'll have plenty of time and i'm sure plenty of plans coming out before that's supposed to start well so this is only eight weeks away. Yeah, don't give me stress about that. I got to worry about buying stuff. It's not. It's not fun. All right, let's not stress about that. We're already stressing enough about election stuff and things like that. Let's one thing at a time. Well, you got to buy early because if you're going to brick and mortar, ain't nothing in there. <laughs> it true. shows all the Christmas trees and lights, but there is no product to buy. When I do all my Christmas shopping at my grocery store this year, find I something. Seven. Find something nice on a shipper. You never know. I tried something out just like that this week. Exactly. So you just never know. You might find a nice Christmas gift or a birthday gift. That that That's the last thing we'll touch on, Paul. How about that? How was your birthday? My birthday was great. I spent it with some fantastic people. Um, one of the people I was with came up with a great idea, right? You got it. It's all about the kids, right, Halloween? Even yep. though it was my birthday, it's all about the kids. It's all about the kids. Sorry. This guy lives in an enormous house and there's like 92 doors in his upstairs. So we all hid behind the doors. And we did trick-or-treat in the house upstairs. It was priceless to see the look in those faces. That guy sounds like a genius. That's all I'm going to say. He is a genius. (laughs) Well, Paul, I am glad glad you enjoyed your birthday. We're going to wrap the show up because, well, there's really not much else to talk about right now. So thanks, NFL, for having no fun trade deadline stuff. Oh, my God. (laughs) Talk about underwhelming. Yeah, but that's all right. It's okay to have an underwhelming week. We, there's a lot going on this week. So everybody, I suggest to you, if your party won, if it didn't win, no matter what, do what Paul and I are probably going to do tonight. Pour yourself a nice glass of something, take a few sips, and just stop giving a shit. <laughs> Nothing you can do at this point. Just nope. watch and fold. Yep. So that's it for the week, Paul. Thanks again for joining me as my VP of the Sports Dance. Thank you for having me. Um, always uh, great to hear your perspective on on some of these bonehead moves that leagues and players and fans. Oh, <laughs> Bill, hey, how's that uh, how's that Subway commercial working out for you? Right. Actually, I was going to say that. Hey, maybe stop making Subway commercials and start making adding some depth and setting to your sandwich to your team. 
Do you think Jonathan Kraft scratching his head thinking, did my father give me this so I could just inherit this pile of crap or what? Am I supposed to turn this around? Bill, what's going on? My dad jerking me around here. What's going on? Huh? Hey, huh? I get all this in a billion dollars. <laughs> Come on. No, no, no uh, spa jokes. <laughs> it was just a massage, I swear. You're getting it expunged. <laughs> you can get it expunged if you hit a million dollars. I'm pretty sure that's what the girl said, too. I'm just going to give you an expunge. <laughs> we could go down uh, a very good road we with could. this. We're gonna end. We're going to end it on that note. Paul, again, thanks for joining me. Everybody, thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to check out all the other great shows on 12 on Sports, such as Mike Said It First, Captain Lou's Extravaganza, The Profits, so many other great shows on the network. Make sure you check it out at 12 on Sports Network. You can see us on Zingo TV. Paul, I know you have at least one more thing to add. What is it? Wear a mask. That's right. Wear a mask. Stay safe. Stay healthy. We'll see you all next week with who knows what. New president, old president, new teams, old players. I, we don't know. That's life. But have a good one. Have a safe one. Catch you next week. The Sports, the sports Dance. dance.